kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Good morning. Winter is coming. Parts of the East Coast expecting the first snowflakes of the season this weekend with a storm in the Midwest now on the move. But first, major flooding concerns from a dangerous line of storms moving up the coast today. Al's tracking it all. The defense rests after a final day of testimony. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial nears an end. His lawyers making the case for self-defense in the fatal shootings of two men during unrest in Wisconsin. The judge and prosecution clashing yet again, closing arguments set for Monday as his fate hangs in the balance. On hold, an appeals court blocks the release of key White House documents related to the January 6th insurrection just hours before a deadline to turn them over. Former President Trump continuing his legal campaign to keep them secret. What's next in the high stakes back and forth on Capitol Hill? We're live with the very latest. On the rise again, an alarming spike in COVID cases across more than a dozen states. We are now at the point where we need every single bed that is in our state. Straight ahead, where the hotspots are. Fears this could be the start of a new winter wave of the virus. And the internal division at the highest levels over whether to offer boosters for all. All that plus disturbing attack. Gold medal winning gymnast Suni Lee reveals she was pepper sprayed and faced anti-Asian slurs on the streets of Los Angeles. This morning, her message in an emotional new interview. And Independence Day? Could Britney Spears finally be freed from the court order that has controlled her life and fortune for more than a decade? A crucial hearing set to get underway, and we're live at the courthouse today, Friday, November 12, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's Friday morning. We got here. Glad you're starting oh, your day with yeah. that. Happy Friday, guys. We do have a lot to get to. We're going to include that big day for pop star Britney Spears, her conservatorship in place. For 13 years, she could be just hours away from this coming to an end. This is a live look outside the courthouse where a judge is expected to make that decision. All details coming up just ahead. Also, this is a, a key day. A ninth person has now died after suffering injuries in the massive crowd surge at the Astro World Festival. And the performer, Travis Scott's attorney, is now speaking out about this tragedy. We're live in Houston with the latest. But we're going to start with that harsh reality. Winter is on the way. In fact, it's already arrived in parts of the plains in the upper Midwest. Some areas could see up to six inches of snow through the weekend. And a major rainstorm is heading across much of the U.S. Mm -hmm. this morning. Al's got all the details. Hi, Al. Good morning. Hey, Al. Well, good morning, guys. And you can see, yes, winter has arrived. This is Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. And they've picked up... Uh, 
up to three inches of snow so far and more is on the way. Right now, we have winter storm watches and warnings, especially from International Falls, Mason City, Watertown. Uh, in fact, we're going to be watching this radar now starting to fire in strong winds, reduced snow visibilities. You can see that snow right now to the south of Minneapolis, heading down to Des Moines, Davenport, Iowa, Green Bay as well. Before it's all over through Sunday, we're going to be looking at lake effect snow as this cold air comes in western New York, northern New York, on into New England, as far south as Beckley, West Virginia. Another clipper coming across, enhancing that snow. And we've got this major snowstorm pushing through, rainstorm, I should say, from Buffalo, Altoona, Philadelphia, Washington. Let's time it out for you. This storm is going to bring wind gusts of 60 miles per hour to the northeast, isolated tornadoes possible, and but a low hail threat. So here's what we're looking. Philadelphia, you're going to see the heaviest rain, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., wind gusts of over 40 miles per hour, strong to the severe thunderstorms, can't rule out a tornado. We move here into New York. We miss the rush hour, so this is going to be around a lunchtime big storm. And what's going to happen? These are going to be quick movers, but they're going to dump a ton of rain in a very short period of time. Boston, for you, it's your evening rush hour, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., heavy rain, thunderstorms, strong winds, a lot of heavy rain stretching from Augusta, Maine, all the way down to Atlantic City, isolated up to two inches of rain in this system. So we are going to be watching this. And then once, guys, this moves through, we're going to see colder air and could be looking at snow in the Northeast and New England as well as we get on through the weekend. You know who came out early just so they missed that rain outside, Al? Who that? We got a, we got a huge crowd uh, sitting outside <laughs> of us. We just want to say thanks to the folks who came out. They're beating the raindrops. Yes, so, they are. Yeah. All right, we'll say hi to them in just a bit. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Another major story. After a dramatic week of testimony, the defense has now rested in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And now prosecutors are saying they will seek approval for the judge to consider some lesser charges. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez is at the courthouse. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Howdy, good morning. Both the prosecution and the defense did not want the jury to get this case late on a Friday. So closing arguments are now set for Monday in a trial that has divided Americans over whether Rittenhouse is a vigilante looking for trouble or a patriot protecting this city from rioters. This morning, after eight days of testimony, the prosecution and defense are preparing for closing arguments Monday in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. That's right, run. <laughs> when Rittenhouse broke down on the witness stand this week, his mother in the courtroom did too. Overnight, she spoke publicly for the first time since. I was scared. I was frightened. I thought my son was going to die that night. On Thursday, the defense called a use of force expert who testified less than three seconds elapsed before the time when a protester fired a shot into the air and Rittenhouse opened fire with his AR-15 style rifle, killing Joseph Rosenbaum. Another eyewitness who recorded video that night testified that Rosenbaum was pushing a dumpster that was on fire into police vehicles and that he believed Rittenhouse fired in self-defense. As first firearm goes off, Rosenbaum is already charging Kyle from behind. And Rosenbaum is lunging towards him very clearly, and Kyle fires. The now 18-year-old faces six charges, including intentional homicide for shooting and killing two men and wounding another during last summer's protest in Kenosha following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. After the judge this week admonished the prosecutor for out-of-bounds questioning. On Thursday, the prosecutor clashed with the judge again over exactly what video an expert should discuss. Is there something that I'm seeing that draws the face that you're making? 
I go ahead. Say what you want to say. I have to say, Your Honor, yesterday I was uh, the target of your ire for disregarding your orders. Today, the defense is disregarding your order. You've been out here every day. Every day. Jacob Blake's uncle, Justin, wants a guilty verdict. He should have been at home playing Xbox or playing a game at home. Instead, he was out in the streets carrying a military-style gun. Prosecutors have indicated that they want to include jury instructions on lesser charges related to two of the shootings. They're set to discuss that with the judge later today. And legal analysts say that is not uncommon, but it could also mean that prosecutors are hedging their bets in, ca in case they can't get a conviction on the more serious counts, Hoda. All right, Gabe Gutierrez for us there in Kenosha. Gabe, thanks. A federal appeals court has blocked for the moment the release of White House records that could shed light on the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander joins us with this late ruling. Peter, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. The National Archives was set to deliver that first batch of Trump White House documents tonight to the House committee that's investigating the Capitol attack. This new court ruling temporarily blocks that from happening. It's the first legal win for Mr. Trump on this issue. The appeals court is now going to hear the case at the end of this month. And the issue here is executive privilege and whether a president no longer in office can claim it. Earlier this week, a lower court judge had said the record should be turned over to Congress, writing presidents are not kings and the plaintiff, Donald Trump, is not president. If the appeals court does reject Mr. Trump's argument, Savannah, he could still go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, so this decision was about uh, letting this case go forward. It wasn't a decision on the merits. But another big issue is whether former Trump administration officials will have to respond to subpoenas to testify in front of Congress. What's the latest on that? Yeah, Mr. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, he's scheduled to give a deposition today. If he does not show up, the Democratic-led House committee is threatening to seek criminal contempt charges against him. Meadows' lawyer said that his client is acting under the instructions of the former president following his executive privilege claim. And the Justice Department still has not decided whether to charge former Trump advisor Steve Bannon with criminal contempt after he defiantly refused to testify. Savannah. All right, Peter, thank you very much. Now let's move to the record inflation causing Americans to pay more for just about everything. And with the cold weather arriving, fuel costs are spiking nationwide. That means more pain at the pump and for heating your home, too. NBC's Tom Costello has more on how bad it could get this winter. Hey, Tom, good morning. Yeah, hey, Hoda. You know, what happened is last year during the pandemic, we had energy prices sinking rather dramatically, right? Nobody was on the roads. Kids were not in school. Fast forward to today, and the economy is rebounding in a very strong way. The roads are full. Factories are operating on all cylinders. Kids back in school. So demand for fuel is really a surging. The trouble is oil companies are struggling to keep up. Mid-November in New England, temperatures are falling, and Edward Markarian is making the rounds, delivering heating oil and sticker shock to his customers. As much as I hate to show them the bill, they like the gas, but they understand what's going on. From the Northeast to the Midwest, meteorologists predict a cold winter, which could make it an expensive one, too. You have to heat your home and, you know, you just have to pay the higher cost. Prices have already jumped dramatically. Natural gas up 130% from a year ago, heating oil up 59%. And prices could move even higher as the months get colder. From Americans warming their homes to filling their tanks. Gas prices are bananas. I drive my car for a living, so yeah, at $4 a gallon, you're like, really? I don't have enough money to pay 
for guys every day. So this is crazy. The national average for unleaded now 341 a gallon, a seven-year high. That's up from 211 last year during the pandemic economic slowdown. Filling up on the West Coast right now, even worse. 387 in Washington, 396 in Nevada, and a staggering 464 in California. Now some lawmakers are calling on President Biden to tap into the nation's strategic petroleum reserve. But experts say the nation is largely at the mercy of the global energy markets and the reserve is only meant for short-term emergencies. Keep in mind that any release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve would only satisfy a small portion of global daily demand. This is much, uh, a much bigger picture than just the U.S. alone. Meanwhile, record inflation could spell trouble for the president's massive $1.75 trillion social spending package. Moderate Democrat Senator Joe Manchin reportedly hinting that he may support delaying a vote on the bill until next year. The senator tweeting this week that the inflation threat is getting worse and D.C. can no longer ignore it. So, Tom, winter is approaching. People are probably wondering what ways they can try to save money on those home heating bills. What do you know? Well, I was really surprised by the amount of money you can save on your heating bill if you simply turn down the thermostat. By about eight hours a day or so, if you turn it down seven to 10 degrees, you can save up to 10% on your heating bill. So that's pretty significant. You can consider heavier curtains on the windows, right? You keep the heat in if you can. Get a home audit. Uh, it, they will come in, they will determine where you're leaking air, where you're getting the cold air coming in. And often some states even offer you a cut or a discount, I should say, on getting your, your home sealed up for the, for the uh, holidays. I did this a couple of years ago, saved us a lot of money on our heating bill, guy, guys. Also insulation, blow insulation into your attic, that saved us a lot of money too. All right, thank you, Tom Costello for yeah. us there in DC. Thanks, Tom. Also this morning, another family is grieving in the wake of the Astroworld tragedy in Houston. A ninth person has now died after suffering injuries in that massive crowd surge. In the meantime, new audio is revealing what police officers saw during those chaotic moments. NBC's Morgan Chesky is covering the story for us in Houston. Morgan, good morning. Savannah, good morning. And that family who lost their daughter now pleading for change amidst unimaginable pain. As the lawyer for Travis Scott says, that pop star now devastated at this loss of life. This morning, for the first time, we're hearing from an attorney for rapper Travis Scott. He's especially devastated because this was in his hometown. Um, he has a lot of ties to Houston, a lot of love for Houston, and he's just really hurting right now. Ed McPherson painting a new picture of what he says his client knew and when about last week's concert that has now taken nine lives, saying Scott could not see the magnitude of what was happening. You have pyrotechnics all around you. There's a lot of noise, there's a lot of light. It's the middle of the night. You have ear monitors in your ear with music blasting. You can't see things that are going on out there. But new police radio calls obtained by the Houston Chronicle shed new light on the unfolding chaos. It's like uh, folks are coming out of the crowd complaining of difficulty breathing, of uh, crushing type injuries. That transmission coming in at 9.21 p.m. About 15 minutes later, a mass casualty event was declared. There's a lot of people trampled and they're passed out at the front stage. The show didn't stop for another 40 minutes. Nobody told him to stop the show until when ultimately right before the show ended. The Houston police chief saying Wednesday, ending the show wasn't only the police's responsibility. The ultimate authority to end a show is with production and the entertainer, okay? 
Video show Travis Scott did pause the concert several times to ask for help for fans. Need somebody to help him. Somebody passed out right here. His lawyers maintain the entertainer simply didn't know how bad things were as they were unfolding. But for a newly grieving mother, it's little consolation. This was not concert, you know, because my baby didn't come back. Her daughter, 22-year-old Barty Shahani, died late Wednesday after spending nearly a week on a ventilator. Her death, now the latest young life, lost at the event. It was her first concert ever. He was like an angel for us. Please, please make sure that she gets the justice. And I don't want somebody else's daughter to go like this. And this morning, in just a few hours, we anticipate hearing from an attorney who now says he is representing more than 100 victims injured in this Astroworld Festival. Savannah. Morgan Chesky in Houston. Thank you, Morgan. It is 16 minutes past the hour. A lot more to get to. We say good morning to Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, morning. Hello, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. This morning, concern is rising over a possible fifth wave of the coronavirus as a number of states experience an increase in cases, and that... Well, that's driving to a new push for vaccine boosters for all adults, even as some school districts start to ease up on those masks in the classroom. ABC Sam Brock is in Miami for us with the very latest on this one. Hey, Sam, good morning. Uh, Craig, good morning. With the new vaccine for kids and lower infection rates in many areas around the country right now, more schools are dropping their mask mandates. Starting today, here in Miami-Dade, parents can opt their kids out of wearing a mask. This, though, Craig, as 15 states right now are seeing double-digit increases in COVID cases as we head into the winter, with concern that things could get worse. In the one-time COVID epicenter of South Florida, infections are falling. But some parents with young kids don't see that as cause to start relaxing mask rules just yet. One of the main reasons why it went down is probably because everybody has been wearing masks. And now there are new concerns. Another wave of the virus is coming as we head into winter. 15 states have seen a double-digit increase the last two weeks, including some where vaccination rates are above average. Cold-weather states like Minnesota, Michigan, and Illinois showing sizable upticks, but some warm-weather states like Arizona and New Mexico have also seen an increase, too. Then there's California. It's Central Valley, still coping with busy COVID wards. It really tells us that we may actually be at the tip of this winter surge that's going to hit the rest of the state and possibly the rest of the nation. Some parts of the country already feeling a surge, like Colorado, where the governor signed an executive order overnight declaring everyone at high risk for exposure and making anyone 18 and older eligible for a booster. While hospitalizations nationwide are down about 7% and deaths dropping around 9%, breakthrough cases are increasingly common, with only one-third of eligible seniors so far getting critical booster shots. Breakthrough infections are something that we always want to keep track of. I guess that's going to be the first indicator of what may be to come. And encouraging 7 in 10 adults are now fully vaccinated, with fresh optimism that kids will help cut down transmission. A million have already received a shot. The only ones that have broken any laws are right in that building right there. This week, two of the biggest school districts in the country, Miami-Dade and Broward, ending months of acrimony, giving parents the choice about masking their kids. The Urbom family now rushing to get their kids vaccinated before sending them back to classrooms with unmasked students. If they're not vaccinated and they're not wearing masks, I might feel a little uncomfortable around them and like maybe ask them to wear their masks. 
Back to those booster shots now and many seniors not receiving them. Doctors say they are absolutely essential. Top Biden health officials right now pushing to make the booster shots more readily available, Craig. But this comes as reportedly the CDC director is lukewarm on that plan. Back to you. All right. So we'll see. Sam Brockforce there in Miami. Sam, thank you. There's so much weather. Roker's back for a second <laughs> bite of the apple. Whether you like it or not. I do like we're it. We're here. Hey, we've got near record highs down in California, Southern California today. Uh, the Civic Center may see temperatures above 90 degrees. Flood threat in the Pacific Northwest. Plenty of sunshine from the southwest all the way down into Texas. Of course, we do have snow and wind around the Great Lakes, and we're watching this big storm in the northeast, but plenty of sunshine down to the southeast. You know what's so special? Savannah and, and Craig looking at earrings. Earring shopping. That's is there nothing secret I, to There's you? nothing secret. No. We were just, it's, we were just, I was like, let's get some bling going on the earring, and I have a place I like here in New well, York. Well, and she's we're, scanning. We're so far, we I shopping. think we should put this up for a Twitter No, we do not need yeah, to do I think that. we should. But Savannah found a nice option. I did. Uh, uh, is it a skull? No. No, I did. I did oh, suggest a sure. skull or a, a, no, a knife. But that's this a nice is, one. That would be nice, though. That yeah. would make the pirate vibe go. Oh, yeah. So good to have you back today. Yeah. Go ahead. Could this be Freedom Day for pop star Britney Spears? The most important hearing yet on the conservatorship that controls her life or money. It's being held in L.A. today. We're there live. And then an exclusive look at the U.S. military's new arms race with China from a place on the front lines of rising tension. Keir Simmons taking us inside a U.S. base that's separated from one of China's by a matter of miles. But first, this is Today on NBC. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back, oh. 7.30, very special guest making its way to Rockefeller Center this year. That, my friends, is our Christmas tree. Timber! That tree heading up from Maryland. It's our first ever, by the way, from Maryland. And it is scheduled to pull into New York City tomorrow. We're going to give you the story behind that 79-foot Norway spruce a little bit later. The overwhelming majority of our Christmas trees, by the way, yeah. have been Norway spruces. By the oh, way, yeah. can, can we just look? This is a Friday crowd. Okay, just 
Soak it in. Wow. wow, that is a massive Friday crowd. We want to thank everybody who came here outside. They've been hanging out since the morning. They're beating the raindrops. Oh, so. oh look at that guy. Yeah. I'm glad to see everybody out there. Yeah, it's Friday morning. Let's get to the headlines at 7.30. We begin with a story we've been following since early last month. Kellogg's has now filed a lawsuit against a local union in Omaha, Nebraska, complaining that striking workers are blocking entrances to its cereal plant and intimidating replacement workers as they enter the facility. The workers in Omaha and at three other Kellogg's plants have been on strike since October 5th. The two sides failed to agree on a contract when they met for two days earlier this month. We've got an important recall to tell you about this morning. Innovative Solutions is recalling nearly 100,000 pounds of chicken products. After consumers reported finding pieces of bone in their chicken burgers, the recall includes packages of Trader Joe's chili lime chicken burgers for a full list of products. We have them on our website, today.com. All right, now to what could be a pivotal day for the future of pop star Britney Spears. Yeah, a hearing's being held in Los Angeles today where a judge could decide to end the conservatorship that has controlled her life and finances for nearly 14 years. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin is in position at the courthouse for us. Hi, Aaron. good morning. Good morning, guys. It's early here outside of the courthouse, and yet the suspense is already palpable. Legal experts say they expect Brittany to attend today's hearing remotely, and the question on everyone's mind, will she finally be free? This morning, pop superstar Britney Spears could be just hours away from freedom. In a now-deleted post from Monday saying, I haven't prayed for something more in my life, without directly referencing the hearing. The judge expected to rule on her petition to dissolve the conservatorship. All parties involved agree it needs to end now. I think we can expect for the court to dissolve the conservatorship of the person, giving Brittany the right to make her personal decisions, but I don't think that the conservatorship over her estate, which is managing her money, is going to be over just quite yet. Whatever the outcome, it's clear Britney's family feud is far from over. In a reported post, now deleted, the singer took aim at her mother, Lynn, saying in part, my dad may have started the conservatorship 13 years ago, but my mom is the one who gave him the idea. She secretly ruined my life. My dad is not smart enough to ever think of a conservatorship. Neither parent responded to our request for comment, but in court, both insist they've always had their daughter's best interests at heart. In September, a judge removed Jamie Spears as conservator of Britney's finances, just days after Jamie asked the court to end the conservatorship after years claiming it was necessary. He did a complete 180 in early September. We don't know why, but we know that Britney's lawyer had filed to depose him just two weeks before. And what does that mean for Jamie Spears? That could mean that Jamie Spears is going to have to sit down under oath and answer a lot of difficult questions, including how much money did he make from his daughter's estate during the conservatorship. In filings, Jamie Spears says he's done nothing wrong and encourages a full and transparent examination. Aren't I supposed to play the role in my own life? Meanwhile, Britney's now planning for her future, posting about her wedding dress being made by Donatella Versace. But experts say concerns remain. If I'm a judge, I would be very, very concerned because this is a very public case. I would be concerned about that. I would be concerned about the fail-safes that are being put in place to make sure that Britney is always going to be good without the conservatorship. Aaron, let's talk about potential fail-safes that could be in place if the conservatorship is, in fact, dissolved. What could that look like? 
Well, Savannah, experts say that Britney's personal conservator, Jody Montgomery, could stay on to help her manage her day-to-day -day life, but she'd be staying on as an employee. There's also her new attorney who has been extremely involved, and legal experts say these are all comforting things that will help the judge make this decision. Savannah? All right, Aaron McLaughlin at the courthouse for us. Thank you, Aaron. When we come back on a Friday morning, the escalating arms race between the United States and China and the new warning overnight about a return to Cold War tensions. NBC's Keir Simmons will share an exclusive and eye-opening look at the growing tensions coming up right after this. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? then twist them into a nightmare. This guy has done this before, he'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Welcome back this morning. In depth today, the rising tensions that surround a new military race between the U.S. and China. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, has made his way to the U.S. base in Djibouti where China's only overseas military base very close by. Kier, good morning. Craig, Savannah, good morning to you. To underscore how strategically important this base is, you remember when that cargo ship ran aground in the Suez Canal, causing global chaos? Well, this base helps guard those same shipping routes. But now the servicemen and women here face a new challenge, China. This morning, we flew in a U.S. Navy Osprey over the Gulf of Aden, one of the most important waterways in the world. That's better than any in-flight movie you're ever going to see, a small container. Our guide, Major General William Zanna, the most senior U.S. officer in Africa. The increasing presence of the Chinese Navy here, a new challenge for the U.S. We at times see Chinese PLA Navy ships from here. There are PLA ships, uh, PLAN ships, uh, which are always in this area. And as we fly over land, China's only overseas military base is in sight. Uh, the Chinese base is in the distance there. It is. It'd be about uh, at your one o'clock out here. It's uncomfortably close to a U.S. base, Camp Lemonnier, located in the East African country of Djibouti, home to 5,000 American troops. As we drive across Djibouti, Signs of China's economic dominance are everywhere. And just six miles from America's base, we turn onto an isolated road to find the People's Liberation Army camp. So the Chinese base is right here, and they're going to be watching us as we're watching them. 
This is a fort, really. It's a kind of Chinese fort. It was opened only four years ago. Time to turn around. I think that's as close as we really want to get. They clearly don't want attention. Contrast that with US forces training local troops. In a statement to NBC News, the Chinese embassy in Washington suggests they're still developing the base. The completion and commissioning of the base will help China better fulfill the international obligations of the United Nations and help China make new contributions to Africa and the world's peace and stability. The statement ends, we urge the US to stop slandering and smearing China. Do you think in the US there's a realization that Africa is so strategically important and that China is focused on Africa? I would wish that more Americans would understand what is happening on this continent. If you look at China's growth, uh, continued economic growth, they have a, an enduring interest in Africa. And I think Americans, broadly, should ask ourselves, why is that? Why is it important? Why is it important to Russia? That's a good question, Kier. Kier, how are U.S. allies responding to China's increased presence in, in that particular part of the world? Well, Craig, let me show you an example. For Veterans Day, this was a flyover of this base by American B-1 bombers and British and French and Japanese aircraft, a show of strength. But one insight from here, Craig, it's not yet clear to what extent those allies and the U.S. will be able to cooperate with Chinese forces here and to what extent they will end up in competition. The answer to that will write history. Craig. And it remains to be seen. Keir Simmons for us, our senior international correspondent there in Djibouti. Keir, thank you. All right, switching gears now. Ow. Yep, well, this, is what, we, is, this is what we were telling. Oh, this is going to be coming down, and it's coming down really, oh, really, really hard. hard. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of rain in a quick period of time, unfortunately. Uh, and, and this is becoming more and more frequent well, as we talk about climate change. Take a look at 2021 record rainfall days. Uh, 385 locations across the country had a top 10 wettest day on record. Well, 37 had their wettest day ever recorded on 2021. For example, coast to coast, uh, Sacramento, almost five and a half inches of uh, rain, their wettest day ever. That was that extreme atmospheric river event on the East Coast. Uh, look at this, Newark, New Jersey, it's wettest September 1st ever, wettest day ever, eight and a, almost eight and a half inches of rain. Those were from remnants of Hurricane Ida. We're going to be seeing that more and more as we start to have the, those effects of climate change. But here comes the cold. That's right. Temperatures today from Bismarck to Kansas to St. Louis, Indianapolis all below average. Tomorrow, more of the same with that jet stream dipping far south. Look at this. Atlanta, 9 degrees below average. Uh, Meridian, Mississippi, 55 degrees. That's 13 degrees below average. Chicago is going to be below average. And as we get into early next week, everybody from Boston, New York, down to D.C., Buffalo, Detroit, and Pittsburgh will see temperatures that are 5 to 10 degrees below normal. And that's your latest weather. Guys. All right, Al, thank you. Still ahead, the emotional story being shared by Gold medalist Suni Lee saying she was pepper sprayed in a recent anti-Asian attack. Why she's now opening up about that disturbing incident. But first, these messages. Carson is here. You're going to be busy. Yeah. Double duty. Football right. feast with bingo. That's right. She's here. <laughs> 
The wife is here. We're going to cook. It's going to be awesome. The wife. Uh, also, the wife. we're covering the big release the from Taylor Swift overnight, the new Red album, quickly blown up. Let's tell you what people are saying about the album and also all the other stars that are on the record as well. We'll have a quick check your local news first. The wife. <laughs> the <laughs> the ball lovely wife.